KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. Let's go to work, bro. is the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hey, friends. Happy Monday. How is everybody doing? Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you're feeling super charged up and refreshed and all those other things that you should be feeling on Monday, hopefully. Uh, we got two hours to kill here on the Workday Red Zone, and we appreciate you starting your week with us. Thanks for tuning in on the Ticket Radio Network. So many different places you can find us on your radio dial, but then also online at 953theticket.com. Of course, you can take us with you on the go by downloading the TuneIn app and then searching for KNEA. Also, if you would like to shout out us today, easy enough, 870-930-3776 is the number to call on the Right Fiber Hotline. Uh, you can also interact with us on social media, facebook.com slash theticketradio is one place you can find us and on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. Uh, also by using the hashtag WDRZ. Right now, Twitter works. It's already been an interesting day on the Twitter sphere, but right now it works. Right now there's a KavanaughCars.com question you can vote on. <laughs> we'll see if both of those things remain true for the full two hours of today's show. I'm Kara Ritchie. I'm joined in studio today, at least for this noon hour, brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors by producer Alex Galbraith. You know, A State basketball's over, so now we're going back to the, the okay. one hour the one hour shows, you know. So we did everything we could. I think last week, here was our issue, Alex. We need to keep this in mind moving forward. I, I don't know if we respected the streak enough. Because we may not have, yeah. Because here's the deal, like with both you and I and then also with, with myself and Cade, we kind of we we acknowledged the superstition. We kind of talked about too much, you know, what we had already done. And I think we kind of, basically, I think we, it was like talking about a no-hitter in, in like the fourth inning. Is yeah. I think what we did in both cases, we did not respect the streak. And unfortunately, uh, for both the men and the women's team, obviously, we, we blew it. I, th- I think so. Which, But, you know, we kind of we have an idea now. Yeah. So maybe we'll try something a little bit different or come back to it next season. And I mean, then just like not mention anything about it. When things don't work, the, the the best thing you can do is just learn from it and move on. Well, that's true, too. So we can chalk this up to a learning experience. Uh, we know now how, how better to respect a streak. So we'll cross our fingers that we have another opportunity soon. Yeah. And, and, if, and if we pick it up and figure it out, don't mention it. Just let it keep going. <laughs> don't even say a word. Exactly. Uh, we've got a lot to dive into today on a Monday. Clearly going to be recapping just a ton of stuff that happened over the course of the weekend, which, of course, that's not new. That's what we've done pretty much every Monday since this show has started up. So let's go ahead and, and throw out some scores and notes and, and what have you uh, before we dive into the question of the day. Of course, Arkansas State women's basketball Sunbelt tournament run ended in the quarterfinals on Friday. A-State lost 79-72 to three-seed Southern Miss to close out the season with a 13-19 and overall record. Four uh, Red Wolves, actually five Red Wolves, excuse me, finished in double figures 
in that game, they were led by Anna Griffin with 17 points. Meanwhile, A-State baseball avoided a sweep at Tomlinson Stadium Kelfield over the weekend with an 8-7 win over Missouri State on Sunday. Daedric Hale drove in a team high four runs. Uh, the Red Wolves, though, did lose both games of Saturday's doubleheader by the final scores of 5-3 to three and 6-4. to four. A-State baseball talk coming your way in hour two. Elsewhere, in other notes, uh, Arkansas ended its regular season with an 88-79 loss to number 23 Kentucky Saturday at Bud Walton Arena. Nick Smith Jr., the leading scorer there with 25 points. So now uh, the Hogs will turn their attention to the SEC tournament. They'll be the 10 seed, and their first game will be against 7 seed Auburn on Thursday. Shockingly enough, uh, a lot of hoops talk on the slate for today, both in kind of recapping some seasons and then also at some point in time after probably at least three or four overdramatic size, we'll get into this Grizzlies mess uh, coming up at some point this hour as well. But it's kind of a more of like a fill-in-the-blank topic today for our KavanaughCars.com uh, topic than it is maybe maybe a question. And this is actually a two-part topic. Ideally, I would love for you to answer both of these, but you can answer one or the other. I just want to make sure we treat them as, as separate questions and separate programs because there's clearly separate things going on. But basically, this is, this is a two-part, fill-in-the-blank topic. Topic one. After the 22-23 season, I am encouraged, discouraged, or in wait-and-see mode about the future of Red Wolves men's basketball. Topic two, the same thing for the women's program. After the 22-23 season, I am encouraged, discouraged, or in wait-and-see mode about the future of Red Wolves women's basketball. Again, you don't have to answer both, either on the phones with us or on Twitter. But I want to treat these separately because there are separate discussions to be had about either one. Um, Encouraged and discouraged, I think you guys are pretty clear on what those words mean and and what that would mean in terms of of your answer. Um, In wait-and-see mode, though, could mean two wildly different things for for each program. For the men's basketball team, it's clearly about the leadership of the program and what is next there because Arkansas State is not in a situation to stand pat. You either have to move on or you have to extend. You can't just sit there and say, ah, Mike Bellotto's got one more year, so we're going to just play out that next year because that is going to significantly hurt you in the transfer portal because other programs will use it against you. So there has to be a decision made this offseason regarding the leadership of Arkansas State men's basketball, either in uh, an extend or a move on way. That's it. In terms of the women's basketball, this is not this is not a leadership question there. This is more about if you vote that you're in wait and see mode on, on women's basketball, to me, that's more about the roster and your faith in moving forward and whether or not you feel like Coach Dez could add the pieces needed for improvement or if you know, you're know you just waiting to see about the pieces. Because while I was mostly encouraged by the end of the A-State women's basketball season, there's, there's a couple of, of roster deficiencies, particularly size and rebounding. Uh, with Melody Kapinga graduating, uh, that's kind of, if you're in wait and see mode for women's hoops, I'm, I'm guessing that would be why you would vote that way would be more roster questions than anything else. But some quick notes here on both of these programs before we go ahead and take our first break of the day. Uh, just a refresher on how the season ended, you know, for Arkansas State men's basketball. It was a 13-10 and 10 overall record. However, three of those wins came against non-Division I opponents. So overall, A-State went 10-20. and 20 
against its like competition in conference play. A-State was 4-14. and uh, Home was much friendlier to the Red Wolves than on the road. 10-8 and at First National Bank Arena, 2-11 and when A-State was, uh, was away, and then the Red Wolves went 1-1 in neutral competition. We look at some of the things that, that A-State did well or struggled at. They, you know, shot it, or excuse me, scored at a significantly lower clip than before. A lot of that was due to, to roster makeup and their lack of depth. Uh, but, uh, you know, defensively, they, they performed better. But I think a lot of that had to do with possessions and, and things like that. It was just overall uh, not as many possessions in these games. So we saw the scoring decrease quite a bit. A-State shot it well from three, but did not defend it well from three at all. Rebounds were about even in terms of uh, what uh, it did against its competition. I thought A-State did a better job this year in terms of taking care of the basketball, but uh, there were clearly some areas this team could have could have improved. Uh, the biggest storyline, of course, with men's basketball in 22-23 was just the never-ending list of players that were unavailable due to either short-term or long-term injuries, and just the, the total number of, of games impacted there was pretty significant. From a roster standpoint, A-State loses... Uh, due to graduation, it's it's leading rebounder in Omar El Sheik, and of course a guy who turned in a ton of double doubles this season. Uh, Marquise Davis is also departing, a guy that was a great jack of all trades for the program. Of course, he uh, was actually behind Avery Feltz, took the second second highest uh, amount of three point attempts this year, shot at thirty three percent from deep. Uh, he also finished second on the team, third on the team in rebounds, uh, fourth on the team in scoring. So, again, that was your jack-of-all-trades, and, and he is departing due to graduation. And then walk-on Dylan Arnett, also departing as well. Everybody else right now is, eligibility-wise, able to come back for next season. Looking at the women's program, some quick notes. quick notes there. Uh, A State finished thirteen and nineteen overall, six and twelve in conference play. Uh, A State did play Hendricks in in terms of uh, you know it's non D one competition, so twelve and nineteen against like schools, six and twelve in conference play, and of course a big note there with the Red Wolves was kind of how they wrapped up the end of the season: one, two, three, four, five, six, six out of the last, last nine, uh, including wins against Troy at Troy. Uh, went against the Raging Cajuns, uh, went against Georgia Southern when A-State was the 11 seed squaring off against the 6 seed Georgia Southern in the Sunbelt Tournament. And so in terms of what A-State did well, there are a few different things uh, that they were they were good at. Of course, they struggled a little bit rebounding and turnovers were not a good number at the beginning of the season, but they kind of stabilized close to the end of it. I really wish I, I should have gone back today and printed out uh, like, stats until January for A-State women's basketball and then stats for February and March because it was a different team down the stretch but oh well uh roster wise this team loses point guard Kia Patton they lose uh leading rebounder Melody Kapinga or excuse me she was second on the team in rebounds after Anna Griffin and then it also loses Bree Beck so that's uh, how the roster could look different next year for Arkansas State women's basketball but that's kind of your cliff notes on both of the programs and again, after these seasons, separate answers for men and women. Are you encouraged, discouraged, or in wait-and-see mode about the future of A-State basketball? We'll step aside here for our first break of this noon hour. Brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors. We'll come back and look at how the season ended for A-State women's basketball right after this here on The Ticket.
the only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. The Red Wolves baseball team and businesses like yours have more in common than you might think. Both require strategy, teamwork, and technology to succeed. Play ball! Just like the Red Wolves need a strong offense and defense to win games, businesses need strong IT systems to protect their data and keep their operations running smoothly. And just like a successful college baseball program requires a coach with a winning strategy, businesses need a trusted IT partner to guide them to success. So whether you're a college baseball team or a business looking to step up your game, turn to Calmer Solutions. We provide IT services for the modern workforce, and we've got the technology and expertise to help you succeed. Maximize your business's efficiency and play to win with Calmer Solutions. Make today more interesting with Bentley's online sports betting action. You can bet on pro and college games with Bentley, the only online sports book in Arkansas and Tennessee. And right now, every new customer can cash in on a $250 risk-free first bet. Download the Bentley Sportsbook app now in the Apple and Google Play Store or visit Bentley.com. With Bentley, every game matters. Must be 21 or older and located in Arkansas or Tennessee to bet. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. Play it against sports wants to pay you money. Now that I have your attention, Play It Against Sports in Jonesboro wants to buy your used sports equipment. You heard me right. If you have something that's either outgrown or no longer being used, bring it to Play It Against Sports now. They're looking for youth and adult baseball and softball equipment, golf, weights and workout equipment, disc golf, you name it. Play It Against Sports can turn it into cash for you. Go buy Play It Against Sports at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas is striving to make life easier for all their banking customers by introducing a brand new way to control your Visa debit card. With the My Card Rules mobile app, you can turn Turn your debit card on or off with the push of a button, set limits on spending and transaction types, see recent transactions, customize alerts, and so much more. Existing customers can download the free My Card Rules app today in the Apple app or Google Play Store. We're giving you the power to take control of your card at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. Member FDIC. Hey, that's one nice new bike, Josie. Yeah, birthday present. Rides really smooth, too. Oh, and I see you finally got a new helmet. I did. Bought it cheap online. Love those side wings. <laughs> hey, are you hungry? Yeah, I'm starving. And need some water, too. Okay, follow me. We'll turn off here. I'm right behind you. Hey, watch the cars. They can be crazy. <laughs> Teddy! No! Are you okay? Teddy! Somebody do something! I called 911. They should be here soon. Was this young man hit by a car? Yes, and I'm concerned because his helmet is smashed and cracked open. It's a brand new helmet. It's probably a fake. Please help him. Fakes cause real harm. You're smart. Buy smart. Go Go for real. real. Brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. My friend Teddy almost set his house on fire. He used a counterfeit, you know, a fake wall charger. He had to go to the hospital. My BFF Chloe was riding her bike and hit a ditch. Her helmet broke in two. Now, she has a brain injury. There is a cost to buying cheap. Do you want to pay the price? Real products are tested for safety. Go for real. Visit ncpc.org slash go for real. Brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council and the United States Patent and Trademark Office. In times of fear, 
World Vision is there for the most vulnerable. Through natural disasters, war, and disease, delivering life-saving aid and helping to rebuild lives. Learn more at worldvision.org. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. zone as we get all settled in here in this noon hour brought to you by david martin office interiors kara and alex with you phone lines open at 9303776 and as is always the case a ton to recap on a monday including what was ultimately the last game of the arkansas state women's basketball season more on that in a moment the cabinetoncars.com well it's not a question today it's a topic a fill-in-the-blank topic are you encouraged and discouraged in wait-and-see mode about the future of Red Wolves basketball? And I want you to answer these separately, if you don't mind, for both the men's and the women's program. Uh, the women's program right now, the leading vote, get her so far on our Twitter poll at Kara underscore Richie, which is, yes, actually working right now. Man, I didn't use the hashtags today. I'm not in, in very good form. Anyways, anyways, uh, that's neither here nor there. Right now, so far, 58% of you remarking that you're that you're encouraged. And in fact, only 11% of you are discouraged. Everybody else in wait and see mode. And we'll continue to check on those poll numbers. But when a team ends up, you know, knocking off, uh, you know, a much higher seeded team in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, when they play a game that was... That was solid for the very last game of the regular season. When you end up on a little bit of a flourish there at the end and you return a boatload of sophomores, it's easy to be encouraged about what's ahead for Arkansas State women's basketball. The end of every season always feels a little bit deflating. And so that's certainly how you know I was feeling on Friday after that went final. But the future seems bright, which we'll talk about in a moment. 79-72 was the final score there in Pensacola. Uh, between Arkansas State and Southern Miss. And as this one unfolded, you know, you go back uh, to the very first quarter there and started well enough uh, for Arkansas State. You know, there was a little bit of a run early by Southern Miss, but the Rebels kind of got their feet back under them. And actually, with an Anna Griffin three-pointer right at the end of the first quarter, took a one-point lead into the second quarter. In the second quarter, uh, continued with, with some back-and-forth Moments as uh, Southern Miss retook the lead, and then A State retook the lead, and then Southern Miss retook the lead, and then A State, and then Southern Miss, and just back and forth and back and forth. Southern Miss did end up on a little bit of a of a surge uh, right there, uh, heading into the half as they scored the final four points of, of the first half, but it was very very close there at the break between the two teams. So it kind of just uh, made you think that all right, maybe this would be a back and forth battle. For the entire game. With Southern Miss leading by just two. At halftime. Well. Unfortunately. In the two previous meetings. Between Arkansas State and Southern Miss. What we saw decide. That game was one big quarter. You flash back to when these teams met in Hattiesburg. And it was just an absolutely. Uh, gosh. Awful. Third quarter there. In, in that game where A-State got outscored 25-2. to And that ultimately led to. Southern Miss coming out on top. Uh, you flash back to when the game was in Jonesboro. It was actually a bad fourth quarter for A-State where the Lady Eagles got on a run and, and ultimately decided that game. And so 
A-State just needed to be able to withstand one bad quarter. But unfortunately, that quarter did creep up there in, in the third. And in that third quarter, Southern Miss outscored A-State 23-17 to and just kind of had all, all the momentum there in in the third. Uh, A-State just did not do a lot of things well, particularly uh, they struggled shooting. You know, they were 5 for 19. Meanwhile, Southern Miss 9 for 16. And so that was just uh, kind of sent things going in Southern Miss's direction. They continued, uh, by the way, at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And in fact, very early in that quarter, Southern Miss got the lead up to 17 points and, and kind of maintained the lead right at about that point until there were about four minutes left in the game. And that's when we saw Arkansas State start to go on a run a little bit. In fact, with about a minute left, this is when A-State really kind of turned on uh, turned on the gas and, and was able to uh, at least, you know, make the end of that game competitive, but... Unfortunately, it just felt like A-State got it a little bit too deep of a hole, waited a little bit too long to make that final surge, and ultimately, you know, came out on the wrong side of the 79-72 score. Uh, Notes on the box score, you know, A-State maybe turned it over just uh, a few more times in that game than they had in, in some of their good contests recently, although... To be fair, they didn't let Southern Miss just completely capitalize on that. Um, A-State was, again, negative on the glass, which was a theme throughout this tournament run. And actually, throughout a lot of the season, they just didn't have a lot of size to be able to get those rebounds, especially once Melody Kapinga was kind of hobbled there in the final two games of the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. So you look at, you know, the the box score, and it's not anything just massively, massively glaring that A-State did or did not do, although they could have played defense a little bit better. But there's just kind of some small tweaks this team is going to need to make moving forward to to fare better next season. Uh, looking at the individual stats from Friday, you know, overall, the leading scorer in that game was Dominic Davis, who is a great player for Southern Miss, a, a transfer from, uh, I think she started a career at LSU. She's been a great player all season, and she was a great player in that game. Uh, and it was hard for A-State to to slow her down. The the note about the Red Wolves, though, they finished with not one, not two, not three, not four. Five total players in double figures. It was Anna Griffin with 17, uh, Izzy Higginbottom with 14, Maylene Wilkerson with 13, Lauren Pendleton with 12, Leilani Ogman with 10. The wild note about all of those players. Every single, one of the, the, every single last one of those players is a sophomore. And in fact, when you look at A-State's Five leading scores for the 22-23 season. Five sophomores. Izzy Higginbottom, the leading scorer on the year with 16 points. Followed by Pendleton with 12, Griffin with 10, Wilkerson with 9, Ogman with 8. Sophomores. So, thought that the sophomores grow, grew up a lot down the stretch. Played better down the stretch. There were still some moments, of course, where they could have executed better. Definitely some moments where they could have defended better. But we saw this team change a lot from from beginning to end. And so because of that, you know, I am, I am mostly encouraged about what is to come. The big question now is, is whether or not Coach Rodgers can keep this team together. Because that is the question for every single head coach in men's and women's college basketball across every single level. 
If you've got good players, can you hold on to them? And then how can you add and make your rosters even better? I, I, I have no idea, you know, what that looks like for A-State women's basketball. I really don't. There's clearly a lot of talent on that team. I, I don't know how much poaching is going on in women's basketball. You know there's some because there just is some everywhere. I don't know if there are players that are happy with their roles or unhappy with their roles and what that could look like in terms of uh, your roster. But somebody's going to leave this team. And that's not me being negative or me passing along gossip. That's just like the law of averages at this point in time in college passes. Somebody's going to leave. So how does that impact this roster? And what's moving forward. Um, I I saw a a note here from one of the transfer trackers that says the men's basketball transfer portal opens in exactly one week. I would assume the women's is on the same timeline. I'll double check on that date and find out more information. And I would imagine that, you know, now that this team is back in Jonesboro after getting knocked out of the tournament on Friday, that they're having end-of-year meetings with uh, Coach Rogers will have end-of-year meetings with everybody. Everybody on her staff, everybody on the roster. I would assume like every trainer, GA, you name it, if they're in any way, shape, or form involved with that A-State women's basketball program, they'll have meetings. And she'll have meetings with her bosses, well, Jeff Purinton, about what this team needs to do better moving forward to add to the win total. Because, we, again, we saw the wins down the stretch, but we didn't see them in the early season. So what do you got to do to have a better season from beginning to end next year? It was great, you know, overall, though, To see a team closing strong, honestly, we haven't seen a ton of that. So when you can take some of that optimism, some of that momentum with you into the offseason, even though ultimately this was a run that ended in the quarterfinals, that's always a a good feeling. By the way, the quarterfinals is not a place where A-State women's basketball has been a lot lately. Uh, the first time they made it to the quarterfinals since 16-17. First two-win tournament for the team since 14-15. So you got to build on this. It'd be nice for it not to be another eight years until A-State wins two games in a tournament. 9303776. The number to call again. The biggest questions for A-State women's basketball going to be roster. You need some more rebounding. You need some more size. You got guards for days <laughs> if you can keep them together. There's there's no need for any more guard play. You're going to have to have some size for this team to improve. Meanwhile, by the way, the A-State Women's Basketball Championship is going to tip off the A-State. The Sunbelt Women's Basketball Championship is going to tip off at 1 o'clock today at the Pensacola Bay Center. It is going to be number one seed James Madison against number two seed Texas State. So nothing too wild going on there. There was, though, a big misstep for the league earlier in this tournament in Old Dominion and Troy. And if you haven't seen that story, we'll tell you about it in just a moment. But let's go to the the Right Fiber Hotline and uh, check in with J.D. How are you? Hey, I love ESPN+. Plus. I got to watch the ISU games, almost all of them, you know, and... Uh, I, I was really excited. I just became a big fan that last six, six or seven or eight games. And there's no question when we got Izzy back healthy, that transformed that team uh, 
but it, it was. Uh, I, I, I'm excited about the future. I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, we just kind of got wore out on the inside because of lack of depth in size, and and we get killed on the boards. You know, yeah. we we pretty much want people from the guard position, but uh, uh, and, and I know she'll find somebody. But and, and a question for you: How many how many players can you carry on a team? How many do they typically carry if they got a full roster? I mean, I think it's about 15 for the women. I think there's a slight scholarship difference between the, the men's team and the women's team. So um, on, on the men, it's 13. I think it's 15 for the women that you can have everybody on your roster on a scholarship. Well, I was excited. Did you notice that when we needed to press a little bit, we turned people over big time. Our, our guards was doing a great job in, the, in that zone press of trapping in turning people over, I, I, if you had if you had fifteen and you could recruit a bunch of athletic freshmen, you could use that press as a weapon just to hit people two or three minutes at a time and, and uh, run people in and out somewhat. But uh, uh, I, I was excited about our press, and I think the, the one young lady that got hurt before the last two games. She was, it was obvious she wasn't at full strength. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and, and, and you know how I've always said you can want something just too bad. And there's a fine line between giving 100% and wanting it kind of too bad. And I think the first half of the, uh, the uh, Mississippi Southern, uh, Southern Miss game, I think Izzy was just, too amped, you know. She 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 wanted it so you could tell yeah. she wanted it so bad, and she and for for her she had a bad half. Now she come back and had a great second half, but if, if she she wasn't scoreless, I think in the first half if she has a typical first half Izzy, uh, that game goes right down to the water, yeah. no question. But I was excited. I I I love I love the way her. I love our coach. I love the way we played, and uh, I see a real bright future. Just almost sophomores coming back. I just got my fingers crossed we can keep them all. Yeah. Uh, uh, not a whole. Uh, the men, just real quick, kind of disappointed. Uh, not kind of disappointed. Uh, a whole bunch disappointed. And and I just look at it. You've heard me make this rant before. Dizzy, Dizzy. Fields had a he had a good year at K State. Uh, I I knew that Norshad O'Meara was a great player, but I didn't think there was any way he could go play in the ACC and be such a dominant player. And when you to think that we had those two guys on the same team, and we was very oh, we just lost JD. I don't know what happened there. But, I mean, I can finish his statement. Yes, A-State had Omir uh, on on this team last year and, of course, had Desi Seals as well. Omir's numbers are, are a tick down from what he did last year in the Sun Belt. But he is still averaging a double-double. I mean, he's averaging 14 points per game, 10 rebounds per game. His numbers last year, 18 points per game, 12 rebounds per game. And, of course, I, I haven't watched him play, so... 
you know, last year, in, in addition to his, you know, uh, scoring and, and rebounding, he was the defensive player of the year. I'd love to know where he's at in that conversation to ACC this year. I, I don't know that information. Uh, but uh, he's still playing, you know, very, very well. Uh, the other numbers, you know, his field goal percentage is close to the same. His free throw percentage is close to the same. So, still good. Definitely, definitely still good. Desi, of course, has been a huge, huge six-man for, for K-State. No doubt about it. And, of course, they're having an absolutely remarkable season uh, there in Manhattan. Back to the Sun Belt for a quick moment uh, before we head to a break here. But we mentioned uh, that that there was a little bit of a snafu in Troy and ODU in their women's basketball game. And if you didn't see it, well, that's okay. The officials didn't either. ODU had six players on the court. For the final second to their tor- tournament quarterfinal game Friday. And a uh, game they eventually won 86-83. to 83. And of course, th- they scored. They scored on a possession where they had six players on the court. And nobody caught it. It was not a reviewable play. There's nothing that could be done. Sunbelt had to put out a statement. Keith Gillard put out a statement. But it was just a bad look. I mean, acknowledging the mistake, apologizing for the mistake does not... Does not Fix the mistake. So, anyways, it is what it is. Again, James Madison and Texas State vying for the league title, the one and the two seats respectively, coming up at 1 o'clock. Let's step aside. Uh, we've got a lot more to get into, and, and I tell you what, let's get this Grizzly stuff out of the way when we, we come back. There might I, I apologize in advance for any of the overdramatic sighing. This team makes me tired. But we'll dive in when we return here on The Ticket. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on The Ticket Radio Network. Soybeans and cattle on the rise. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB New Market Report. March corn is 643 and three quarters down one and a half with May corn is 638 and a quarter down one and a half. March soybeans 1544 and a quarter up 13 and three quarters with May soybeans 1532 and a half up 13 and three quarters. March wheat at 685 and a quarter down 10 and a half with May wheat at 699 and a quarter down nine and a half. May cotton at 8501 up 84 with July cotton at 8562 up 83. May rice at 1701 down 34 with July rice at 1730 down 32 and a half. Moving on to livestock now, April live cattle 166.30 up 87.5 with June live cattle 161.20 up 52.5. March feeder cattle 192.32 up 232.5. April feeder cattle 198.92 up 290. April lane hogs 83.87.5 down 67.5 with May hogs 93.47.5 up 2.5. That's your EAB Noon Market Report. I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. How would you like to be a step ahead of your competition? I'm talking about the cotton pests that eat at your bottom line, like key tarnished plant bug and thrip species. With Thrive On Technology, you can. It's the industry's first cotton biotech trait to offer built-in protection against these insects and is now commercially available. Talk to your local bear rep or dealer about this breakthrough technology or learn more at thriveon.com. Read and follow pesticide label directions, IRM grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Here's farmer and businessman James Wood. We farm about 3,500 acres. There's pipelines everywhere. The contractor working on my property did not have the lines located before he began work, and it resulted on a strike on a natural gas pipeline. Fortunately, no one was hurt, but it could have been much worse. 
Never assume the location or depth of underground lines. Always call 811 or visit clickbeforeyoudig.com before you start work. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety campaign. Best savings anywhere at First National Bank. For a limited time only, a 13-month CD special at 4.03 annual percentage yield. You can visit fnbank.net slash specials to lock in your rate today. Also available by visiting any of our 23 locations in Arkansas and Tennessee. 13 months, 4.03 APY at First National Bank. Offer valid as of November 17, 2022. Rate subject to change. Valid at all locations. $1,000 minimum to open. Penalty for early withdrawal. Member FDIC equal housing lender. Are you a service technician fed up with being on call? At More Air Conditioning, we know how important family is, so we don't have on-call scheduling. We are a rapidly growing HVAC company looking for experienced and motivated techs to fill multiple positions. We have competitive pay and a great incentive program. So if you have the desire to help people and are ready to be part of a family, not just a job, apply today. Don't wait. Call 870-336-2023 to apply or find out more about our open interview days. Chris Domine is a husband and a father. Chris is an athlete. Chris is even an Iron Man. But 10 years ago, Chris was facing a very different story because his kidneys were failing. Basically, the doctor said, if you don't get a kidney transplant and if you don't do dialysis, you, you are going to die. Fortunately, Chris received a second chance at life, made possible by an organ donor. You know, your well-being changes from loss of hope to hope to better times ahead. More than 100 million people in America are registered organ, eye, and tissue donors. People of every age and ethnicity because they believe it's the right thing to do. Imagine what you can make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Hey, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone as we continue in this noon hour. Brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors, dmi-office.com. It's where you can find more information about what they can do for your office, whether that's just something as simple as ordering a new desk or whether you need a whole new layout design transformation. They can take care of that for you, dmi-office.com. Our KavanaughCars.com topic today is related to A-State basketball, both men's and women's, but uh, we're going to switch to a different conversation for just a moment because, good grief, I mean, what a weekend for the Memphis Grizzlies, and clearly I do not say that in, in a good way um, at all. I mean, this was legitimately one of the most significant, if it rains, it pours type situations I've ever seen any team go through because it was just boom, boom, boom this weekend with a... Uh, like, uh, I mean, they say bad, bad things happen in threes and the Grizzlies absolutely checked three different bad news boxes over the weekend. Um, let's start with what we know. Okay. Brandon Clark is out for the remainder of the season. That's, that is something we know. That is something that is significant. That is something that is, that just, that just sucks. Uh, he went down in the first quarter of the Grizzlies lost to the Nuggets on Friday and you felt like it was bad when it happened. Because anytime you see a player go down with a non-contact injury, 
at this point in time, I think we've all watched enough sports to know that it is some kind of tendon or ligament or something bad. Like, you sit there and you pray for a cramp. But I think everybody who watched him hobble off the court Friday night knew that it was it was not not a cramp. I mean, he started limping out. It was after a free throw. So clearly that was that was bad. So it's it has been confirmed that it is a left Achilles tear and that is a pretty long recovery. Um we will not see him this year. I don't know what what are we looking at about a year there probably for the for the Achilles. Um, that is not something that has a tried and true rehabilitate, rehabilitation template like we see so often with with ACLs and knee injuries and things like that. It's it's different and and it's a, it's it's tough. Uh, this of course significantly changes the Grizzlies' depth there, and they're going to have to have an X man up scenario um, to be able to replace them. Whether that's Sandy Aldama, Luke Dart, like whoever can step up and, and fill in minutes, you you just have to. Figure out how to navigate that because clearly he was not one of the Grizzlies, you know, most uh, most high-profile pieces, but he was a piece, and, and he's been important to that team's success. And the second kind of blip of, of additional news that came out over the weekend, uh, Dylan Brooks was suspended after he received his 16th technical foul of the season, so he did not play in that Clippers game last night. Uh, now on, for the rest of the season, for every two additional technical fouls he gets, he's going to be automatically suspended without pay for an additional game. Um, so he's going to need to mind his P's and Q's over the the stretch run here. Because you've still got 19 games left in this season. So, yeah, he's probably going to be suspended for another game <laughs> somewhere along the line. The only good news about about this, I guess, is is the fact that Technical fouls do reset to zero at the beginning of the playoffs. So then the only way he'd he'd get suspended for a game in the playoffs is if uh, he were to get seven in a single postseason. So at least when you get to the, the end of the regular season there, then you get a reset. And then there's John Morant. John Morant, um, if somehow you missed the Instagram Live, which feels like it's been seen around the world, uh, he displayed a gun while at a nightclub early Saturday morning following that Friday night loss at Denver. And that was the sports story that was trending Sunday morning uh, when I woke up. That video was out there everywhere. You immediately had... People talking about Ja, trying to figure out what the Grizz would do, trying to figure out what Ja would do, trying to figure out what the NBA would do, and, and this, that, and the other. And, and by the end of the day, we got some of those answers, but not the clear picture. He has been suspended for two games. And in fact, in additional comments from Taylor Jenkins, they have not said that that is the only amount of time that he will spend away from the team, just that that is the the start. Um saying uh, the Grizzlies on Saturday afternoon that he will be, quote, away from the team for at least the next two games, which, of course, meant that he was not going to play last night against the Clippers. He's also going to be out uh, no matter what Tuesday against the Lakers. The NBA also put out a statement, quote, we are aware of a social media post involving John Morant and are investigating. John began this, uh, that video session, that Instagram live session, 
at 4.19 in the morning, Memphis time, Jonesboro time. And he was seen shirtless, rapping along with music, and could be seen holding up a handgun. Since then, there have been a million takes, a million comments, a million statements. It seems like John, uh, none of them completely coming from John in the sense that he has deleted or deactivated both his Instagram and Twitter accounts. However, uh, there was a statement posted on Saturday afternoon by his agent saying, quote, I take full responsibility for my actions last night. I'm sorry to my family, teammates, coaches, fans, partners, the city of Memphis, and in the entire in, and the entire Grizzlies organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress and my overall well-being, end quote. Everybody since then has had like some kind of take or whatever. But the big question is like, why? Why are you why are you doing this? Why are you jeopardizing a phenomenal NBA career? Why are you jeopardizing a, a, a massive sponsorship with Nike? Why are you jeopardizing a massive sponsorship with Powerade? And who knows what else additional sponsorships John has picked up along the way? Why are you jeopardizing your life, your career, your brand for this nonsense that you're doing right now? If you're my age, or you're 10 to 15 years older than me, 10 to 15 years younger than me, you've seen 8 Mile, right? Everybody's seen 8 Mile. Now, I'm not the first person to make this comparison over the weekend, but this is like a Papa Doc thing. You remember the finale of 8 Mile, where you got B-Rabbit talking about Papa Doc, you know, this guy's real name is Clarence, Clarence's parents have a real good marriage, he went to a private school, blah, 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 blah. Just pretending to be somebody else. That's what this John Morant story feels like. I don't know why he feels like he has to portray this lifestyle. But like it reeks of insecurity. And and I can't wrap my head around that. Because in my mind, you know, what does this guy have to be insecure about? He's one of the best basketball players on the the planet. He is the, the most go-to player in terms of, of highlight reel, highlight reel athleticism. And yet, this is this is what we see right now. I, I'm interested to see what happens over the next couple of weeks with Ja because because right now, like, there's still time to fix this. Ja is 23 years old. Unfortunately, the list of stupid things after I did when I was 23 is still pretty lengthy. Now, none were involving a handgun, but I think a lot of us are still dumb at 23. I was. Jock clearly has some learning to do. Nothing crazy serious has happened yet. And there's still time to fix this, but this is 100% on John, nobody else. So yeah, Memphis could bring in some kind of mentor. Have Zebo sit down and have a talk with him. T. Morant could counsel his son, whatever. But ultimately, John has to take action. This is on John to fix this. They could bring in AI. They could bring in other guys to talk to him. They could talk to Carmelo and have him call him up. But at the end of the day, Ja has to heed those words of wisdom. The ball is literally and figuratively in his court right now. And by the way, this might not be over yet. This is, again, the NBA is investigating. There could be some significant penalties if he had a gun there at the Denver Nuggets facilities. Significant, significant suspension. So I have to wait and see. What happens moving forward? Oh, by the way, uh, Grizzlies with 51-point quarter last night. Still lost to the Clippers. Got to step aside for a break. We'll be right back after this for more on the Workday Red Zone.
Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on the Ticket Radio Network. Or nothing. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. John Morant led the Memphis Grizzlies to the number two seed in the Western Conference last season. And although he has matured into an all-star, the young point guard has some maturity issues off the court. He's been in the news quite a bit this season. Earlier this week, it was revealed the star guard was accused of threatening the head of security at a Memphis mall last summer. Four days later, he was then accused of punching a 17-year-old and flashing a gun during a pickup game at his home in Memphis. If that wasn't enough, the point guard was then seen flashing a firearm on Instagram after the team lost to the Nuggets on Friday night in Denver. The Grizzlies have ruled Morant out indefinitely until the team can get better understanding of the situation. But with all of this talent, Morant needs to get his head on straight off the court because if the point guard continues down this path, rewarding the all-star with a max extension could be risky business. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned, doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant or cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard. That's also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. No, Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though, see the terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. You know our partners, TireRack.com, you know, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, tire decision guy. They test the tires. They've got their own test track where they push tires to the limit. Yeah, those guys. You want a quiet tire with great traction, comfortable ride. Use their results to make an informed choice. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. See for yourself. TireRack.com, the way tire. March Madness is here. And Mr. T's is a slam dunk when it comes to getting ready for tournament action. Stock up on everything you need with the coldest beer at the absolute lowest prices. And no matter which direction you're coming from, make a fast break to Mr. T's. Either cross the Kahlua-colored waters of the St. Francis River at Riverside or head to Mr. T's Express in Red Onion, Missouri. Mr. T's, open 365 days a year. And as always, Mr. T's reminds you to drink responsibly. Mr. T's at Riverside. More than ever, we are reimagining our homes as places of retreat. We're minimizing stress and maximizing space. We're dreaming of spa-like bathrooms, complete with beautiful vanities to hide the clutter and make room for candles. We're wishing we could de-stress in a soaking tub or under a rainfall shower at the end of a long day. Make this the year that dream becomes your reality with Home Outlet. Our guaranteed lowest prices put quality products within budget and dream spaces within reach. Visit us in store or online at homeoutlet.com. What are you looking for in a dentist? Experience, a friendly, caring staff, the latest in procedures and technology. You can have all of those things at Brooklyn Dental. Dr. Tony and Dr. Adams have been taking care of patients across the area for years and have brought that care to the all-new Brooklyn Dental. They're accepting new patients right now and work with all types of insurance. So why wait? Call Brooklyn Dental now at 393 5330 to schedule an appointment. That's 393 5330. Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49 North in Brooklyn. Pass it on. Here's my bucket list for the day read an article on a new subject, say only nice things about others, and listen to everyone's opinions. Because making things better requires change. Now, these changes aren't going to show up on your news feed, but they're things I can do. So, change something today. It's not going to change the entire world, 
but it's going to change your world. Change is in you. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. Um, hello? Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Last couple of minutes here in this noon hour brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors. Kara and Alex still with you. Want to take a page out of Red Wolf Mark's book and say go to all the high school teams. Of course, uh, we've now got the state finals matchups all set. And I want to give you an early heads up that on Friday, March the 10th at 145 on 95.9 The Wolf, our sister station, you'll be able to hear the Jonesboro Boys battle Springdale for the 6A title. Excited about that matchup. Uh, there's some other NEA representation that are going to be involved in the state finals. We're not going to have those games for you here on the EAB family of stations, but uh, Thursday at 145, Blyville in that 4A boys title game against Little Rock Christian uh, on Friday. Good luck to Mark Tree as they take on County Line in the 1A boys championship game. That'll be at 745, and then also at 745, but on Saturday, the Manila boys are uh, going to be battling Bergman for the 3A title. So, again, go to all the high school teams. So, uh, that uh, we'll be looking forward to, to cheering on those teams this weekend. Uh, KavanaughCars.com, again, kind of a fill-in-the-blank topic today, a two-part question. After this 22-23 season, I am encouraged, discouraged, or in wait-and-see mode about the future of Red Wolves men's and women's basketball. Again, looking for two separate answers today. We'll continue to keep you updated on the poll at Kara underscore Richie, which at least right now works. It's been a very interesting day on Twitter. Seems to be working very well right now, but, you know, give or take a few minutes. <laughs> we'll see how that, how that uh, continues to go along. Uh, when we come back in the second hour of the program, we got to look around uh, at some college basketball news and notes. Uh, we'll check in on, on again, our poll question, shift our focus to the men a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about the Sun Belt, of course, the title game coming up tonight as well on the men's side of things and uh, battling for that men's title in the Sun Belt Conference Championship is going to be eight seed South Alabama and two seed Louisiana. So we'll talk about that, of course. We'll talk A-State baseball with you in the second hour of the program as well as we have not one, not two, but three games to recap for the weekend. And then who knows what else we'll get into before we we call it a wrap this weekend. By any chance, Alex, did you see Travis Kelsey on SNL this weekend? I watched a little bit of it, um, but he was pretty dang good from what I heard. Okay. The few skits I saw were good, but everybody else said he, you know, once he's done with the NFL, he definitely has a career in acting. All right, so, so I missed it. But I've been meaning to go back and watch something. Is there one particular sketch that I, I need to go back and see? I, I'm pretty. I heard there was one they cut. It was something about the NFL doesn't give back or something, and it was like a, a short skit slash film they did. And I don't think they allowed it to air, but it's on YouTube somewhere. Okay. And I heard it was pretty good. Okay, I'll go hunt that down. Alex, thanks for your help today. You got it. Got to see you tomorrow. Hey, uh, we still got an hour to go though. So for everybody else, please stick around here with us. As mentioned, quite a bit more to dive into before we call it a wrap today. So we'll be back right after this for hour two of today's workday red zone.
This is Will Oswald with your Monday Ticket Radio Network Sports Update. Brought to you by Plans to Sire Service. Four RBI from Deidre Kale, including the game-winning sack fly in the bottom of the seventh. Gave Arkansas State an 8-7 win over Missouri State in baseball action yesterday to avoid a three-game sweep at the hands of the Bears, who won the doubleheader on Saturday. The Red Wolves are off until this weekend when they host Eastern Illinois Friday through Sunday at Tomlinson Stadium, Kell Field. Arkansas State Bowling finished 11-1 at the Big Red Invite in Lincoln, Nebraska, but actually finished second of the host Cornhuskers on average pinfall. A-State's Maggie Toma named the tournament most valuable player. And in basketball, a rough weekend for the Grizzlies. Last night in L.A. without John Morant, Dylan Brooks, and Brandon Clark. They scored 51 points in the third quarter, but ended up losing to the Clippers 135 to 129. They'll play the Lakers in L.A. tomorrow night. Four tires in one hour, guaranteed to play as a tire service, and that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. Hytrol's mission is to create material handling technology and relationships that move the world. You see the mission statement being lived out pretty much everywhere at Hytrol. It's a pretty unique mission in that there's a greater purpose in it. Think about the idea of moving the world, everything that we use in our day-to-day lives, that our families use, everything is impacted by the work that we do at Hytrol. And so there's a bigger purpose there. Become a part of the Hytrol family. Visit careers.hytrol.com. The great taste of 1812 pizza that you've enjoyed for years in Manila and Jonesboro has made its way to downtown Paragol. That's right. The newest 1812 pizza location is now open at 223 North Pruitt Street in Paragol. And they're bringing the area's best selection of pizzas, sandwiches, and salads with them. Dine in with them downtown or enjoy it at home with carryout. There are now more ways than ever to enjoy 1812 pizza. On Ray Street and Hilltop in Jonesboro and now at 223 North Pruitt in downtown Paragord. Eat local with 1812 Pizza Company. Hey, John G. for George Gale Motors in Newport. It's important to know people you can trust. Sure, there's a lot of places you can buy a vehicle, but there's just a few hometown dealerships left with honest local people that will be there for you when you need them the most. George Gale Motors is one of those dealerships. We've been helping our neighbors drive dependable vehicles and save money year after year. We're hardworking folks helping hardworking folks. George Kell Motors off Highway 67, exit 85 in Newport. George Kell Motors and GMC, we are professional grade. So if you're ready to lose weight and you want to lose weight in a healthy way, it's time to turn to the team at Elite Total Health. Y'all, Elite Total Health has helped patients lose over 4,300 pounds and counting. Yes, it's real. It's proven to work. Elite Total Health is medication-assisted weight loss delivered by a team that customizes a plan to fit your life and your goals. So by now, you've probably heard of semaglutide. The celebrities and the influencers, they're all talking about it. Semaglutide can lead to dramatic weight loss. And Elite Total Health has a trusted medical team in place to help you lose weight in a safe and effective way. So don't trust Billy Bob's tanning and tires with your health and weight loss medication. Turn to the clinic that has the people in place that do this every single day. Elite Total Health has multiple weight loss medications available, including semaglutide. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 until 6. You can call 870-206-8250. Go see them at 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Elite Men's Health and Rob Taylor State Farm. And find out more on Facebook when you search Elite Total Health Jonesboro. When the forgotten poor are in need of healing, they wait for a ship unlike any other. Mercy Ships, a floating hospital staffed by volunteers, heroes of mercy who donate their time to save lives. Every human has the right to have a place at the table of the human race. If you could just see the smiles that you get when lives have been changed, then it would make it all worth it. To learn more about Heroes of Mercy, 
go to mercyships.org. This is KNEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. We have made it halfway through our Monday here on the Workday Red Zone. A reminder, by the way, it does kind of feel like spring today, clearly. I mean, it's nice and warm out there. A little breezy, a little windy, a little bit gray. But, I mean, this is this is more or less spring. I mean, officially, spring is about 15 days away. The time changes this weekend. We're going to get a whole extra hour of daylight. I cannot wait. Then before that, on Thursday, we got spring football. So we're efforting now uh, ways to bring you better coverage this week and and keeping you just as informed as we possibly can about what is coming up this week regarding Arkansas State Spring Camp. So uh, we'll continue to update you on that as the week goes along. In the meantime, though, I want to welcome in producer Ryan James to the program. I was doing my tracks per the usual in our other studio, and I see Carol walk by. No expression. She just lifts up her hand with a donut in hand, and I knew today was going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought I'd throw that out there. It is uh, it is amazing how a donut can brighten a Monday. Oh, I mean, it can a, brighten any day. It can brighten a week. <laughs> yes, yes. But starting off, yeah. I mean, you just start out Monday with some donuts, and honestly, it feels like we could accomplish anything today. No, yeah, it can. That's a great transition because, you know, you leave the weekend, and like, oh, the weekend's yeah. over, back to work and stuff. I mean, I obviously love working here, but, you know, work's work. And then transition from the weekend, donuts a great transition. Yeah, I mean, you could not have said it. But again, yeah. thank you to the donut fairy. Yes, gotta donuts find out who that is. In the studio, yeah. uh, it is it is absolutely amazing, uh, amazing. Uh, we do have things to talk about this hour, other than just donuts. Even though I can already tell you right now, like when we look ahead to summer content, because summer content, like there's nothing going on. We talk about weird stuff all the time. There's going to be one day that we devote strictly two hours to like donut rankings. You know, just every possible pastry you can get. How do how do we rank those? You know, do you have is the classic regular glazed higher or lower on the scale than perhaps a cinnamon or blueberry donut? Uh, How do sprinkles factor Mm. in in the equation? Actually, you know what? Screw it. Just scrap everything else we're going to talk about today. Or go ahead and start now on the donut ranking system. I I mean, forget summer. I could any day. (laughs) That's easy. Oh, that's easy. (laughs) That's an easy list right there. Well. Some of us need to think about it for a little bit. So I tell you what, actually, so we will we will table the donut discussion. Uh, for sure. We have other topics that we've been talking about today that we will uh, talk about this hour. And in fact, we've got like a, a two-part fill-in-the-blank com topic today. As uh, kind of just, you know, insert your answer here with this. After the 22-23 season, I am blank about the future of Red Wolves men's and women's basketball. You can say you're encouraged. You can say you're discouraged. Or you can say that you're in wait and see mode. And I'm actually looking for, uh, I know I kind of grouped those together in the question, but I'm actually looking for two separate answers here. I'd like to get your thoughts on both programs moving forward. We talked more on the women's program 
in the noon hour of the show because, of course, they were the last team on the court. They played on Friday. We recapped their season-ending loss uh, to Southern Miss. But, you know, there's not really any news for A-State men's basketball. By the way, I don't expect there to be news this week. Uh, If there is news for A-State men's basketball, that will be March 16th at the earliest Uh, because there are, again, uh, leadership questions that have to be answered. You don't just get to stand pat uh, when you've got a coach that has one year remaining on his contract. You either have to decide you want to move on or you need to extend because, as I've said before, that's going to be a factor in transfer recruiting. Other programs who are looking at the same guys that you are would use that against you. Be like, hey, you know, you can't commit to this. You're using your one free transfer right now. If you go somewhere and play for a coach that only has one year on his contract, what happens is if he's gone after that and then you're stuck there? You can't have a coach on a one-year contract have to make some kind of a decision. But again, 10 days until that buyout drops. So I, I do not anticipate anything will be, will be done in, in the meantime. Uh, looking at uh, the Sun Belt for a moment. Again, we mentioned that it's going to be 8 seed. 8 seed. South Alabama against a 2 seed. Louisiana. And, man, bless the Sun Belt's heart. Try as hard as they might. They just, like, cannot get a one seed to the championship game. They tweak the Sun Belt Conference bracket legit every year. Now, this year, they, they had to, clearly, because you brought four new teams into the league. So you couldn't crank out the same. I mean, unless you wanted to leave the bottom four teams out, you weren't going to be cranking out the same bracket this year that you've used in years past. So, so, so there was a change there, but it just it just does not seem like it matters what kind of regular season these teams have. It's like the one seed just gets into the bracket and just face plants, and that's kind of what happened uh, Saturday in the quarterfinals of the Sun Belt tournament. One seed Southern Miss, who had you know that. Incredible surprise season. And, of course, they were picked to finish at the beginning of the season, I think, 13th out of 14 teams in the Sun Belt. And then they went out and they had a 14-4 and conference record. They finished 25-7 and overall and were a whopping 15-0 and at home. And then they got walloped by South Alabama. The 8th seed, 78-61 to on Saturday. Now, you know, I flash back to last week. We were talking with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. In one of our conversations last week, we asked him, hey, you know, who is who is potentially a team to watch there in Pensacola? And he said, you know, I don't think any coaches around the league right now want to face South Alabama. And lo and behold, <laughs> they got past Southern Miss. Uh, they got past 4-seed James Madison, and, and now they'll face 2-seed Louisiana. By the way, the, the closest game for the Jaguars was actually their very first-round game, where they only won by 7 against 9-seed App State. It's kind of wild to me. But again, it just it, it, uh, it doesn't seem like how they, how they do that men's basketball bracket. Just the 1-seed is just doomed to fail. Um. Louisiana, I think, you know, they went they went 25-7 and seven as, as well. They had a good overall record. So if they win the championship this afternoon, which, by the way, or this evening, which is going to be played at 6 o'clock on ESPN2, you know, if, if they win the championship, I still think the Sun Belt can maybe get, get an okay seed. I mean, if South Alabama wins, it's going to be like a 16 seed again for the league. 
which is something we've seen over and over and over again. It just seems like, kind of try as they might, might try as they might, uh, this league cannot get its best teams into the NCAA tournaments. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. One week from today, we're going to be filling out our brackets. I'm really excited. I mean, it's it, everybody loves bracket time, right? I mean, my bracket will be terrible. And your bracket will probably be terrible. And look, all the brackets are terrible. There's never been a perfect bracket. And usually, more often than not, there's not even good brackets. But uh, it is time, of course, to start paying some significant attention to conference tournaments if you have not already at this point. Looking at who has punched their tickets so far. Uh, again, the Sun Belt is going to have uh, that decision today. But so far, Drake, Fairleigh Dickinson, Kennesaw State, more on them in a moment, SEMO, and UNC Asheville will, or excuse me, those are teams that are already in. Uh, the SOCON men will crown their league champs today. And all in all, we'll see seven more automatic bids that are issued in the next two days. So, again, now might be a time to, you know, kind of flip around and watch some of those conference championship games and and do a little early scouting for your bracket filling out next week. I will tell you already, if there's like an underdog to root for, not necessarily one that that could definitely win, because I don't know about the strength of this team at all, but if, if there's a team to root for right now, or a coach to root for, I am on the Kennesaw State in the Amir Abdur Rahim bandwagon. And the reason for that is because of what he's done to turn around his program. Kennesaw State was bad. Bad, 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 three years ago. Uh, Abdur Rahim was hired after, or excuse me, he took over at the start of the 2019-20 season. So, this is actually his fourth year on the job. Of course, one of those was a COVID year where everything got all weird. But the team, the year before he got there, went 6-26. and In his very first year, He went 1-28. There was a little bit of improvement in year two. Five games. Last year, 13-18. and And then all of a sudden this year, a remarkable run where this team is going to be playing in the NCAA tournament. They beat Liberty 67-66 to win the Atlantic Sun Tournament on Sunday. So, again, just three years after a one-win season, they are dancing. 26 wins this year, 16 of 18. So, if you want, you know, a random bandwagon to root for, maybe not one that that you legitimately think could pull off an upset, but just a fun team to kind of cheer on. Uh, I like... I like Kennesaw State. I like their coach. That's a great story. Turnarounds can happen all the time in college basketball. You just got to get the right guy or woman, depending on your program at the helm. And then uh, you never know. You really never know. 
Uh, let's go ahead and, and step aside. By the way, I've got the, the Sunbelt Women's Championship game pulled up here. James Madison currently leading Texas State 9-6 to about midway through the first. We'll throw out a couple updates here and there, but we'll come back and check in on our poll. Haven't done that in a moment. Keep it here with us on the ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Visiting with Sunbelt champion sprinter Miles Thomas. Whatever the answer is, give me the honest answer. When you got in the blocks for the final of the 60, are you racing those dudes or were you racing Jalen Bacon? Yeah, I, I knew I was going to beat those guys. I knew I knew that wasn't the race. You just you asked him to be honest. Yeah. He's being honest. Yeah, it was more so I was racing at time. Racing the 656, yeah. Jalen Bacon. It's the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. New episodes every Tuesday wherever you get your podcast. Farmers, before you book your 2324 corn and Milo, call Pico Foods. Pico Foods is buying both new crop and stored corn and Milo right now at competitive prices. The eighth largest poultry producer in the U.S. and a four-generation family-owned business, Pico Foods believes in supporting local producers, so they buy corn and Milo from farmers year-round and at always competitive prices. Call today. In Arkansas, Missouri, David Durham or James Chester, 870-202-7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, contact Craig Bird or John Taylor Hickman, 601-670-9383. Stop what you're doing right now. Did you hear about Unique Inc. sorority sale? You can get three sorority shirts for just $35 in their boutique while supplies last. Three super girly Greek shirts for just $35? Now that's worth brushing for. And their boutique isn't just t-shirts. They have adorable gifts, accessories, home goods, and more ready to buy or customize. When you think the best boutique, think Unique Inc. 1320 Red Wolf Boulevard in Jonesboro. We love watching A-State crash the boards during basketball season. But getting into a crash while on the road is a different story. Collision Repair in Jonesboro knows the hassle that a wreck or fender bender causes in our day-to-day lives. You need to be back in your vehicle fast and don't have time to keep taking it back into the shop for missed details. Collision Repair is committed to delivering quality work in a timely manner so you can be back on the road fast. Get your vehicle fixed right the first time. Call Collision Repair at 935-9482. Did you know you have access to medical weight loss within the only integrated health system in Northeast Arkansas? Get a head start on your 2023 health and fitness by booking an appointment with the NEA Baptist Weight Management Clinic. Crush your goals and feel the results while saving money with the lowest cash price in town. Call 936-8000 to book your appointment with the NEA Baptist Weight Management Clinic and let nurse practitioner Angie Jones tailor a plan specifically for you. That's 936-8000, NEA Baptist Weight Management Clinic. Medical weight loss you can trust. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. I see you finally got a new helmet. I did. Bought it cheap online. <laughs> <laughs> 
Follow me. We'll turn off here. I'm right behind you. Watch the cars. They can be crazy. Oh. Patty! No! Are you okay? Somebody do something! Was this young man hit by a car? Yes, and his helmet is smashed. It's a brand new helmet. It's probably a fake. Fakes cause real harm. You're smart. Buy smart. Brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan and Donuts with you here in the Ticket Radio Network studio. It's the way it should be, to be honest with you. But uh, we've been... <laughs> several different topics we've uh, touched base on. Of course, recapping a whole lot of action from the weekend. And we'll get to some A-State baseball talk here in just a moment. But do want to check in on our KavanaughCars.com poll questions today. It is a two-part. KavanaughCars.com fill in the blank. As we want you to... Tell us where you're at in terms of uh, your thoughts on the future of Red Wolves basketball. And I say two parts because I want to get your thoughts on the men's program and the women's program. Uh, So so two different answers is what I'm looking for here. I want to know if you're encouraged, discouraged, or if you're in wait and see mode after the 2023 season. Just how do you feel about the future? Looking at... The men's program, a lot of you right now are discouraged. In fact, more than half of you say that you are discouraged uh, about the future of Red Wolves men's basketball, 52.4%. A very large amount of you also in wait and see mode, 45% of you with that answer today. And then only 2% saying that you're currently encouraged about the future of Red Wolves men's basketball. So that's, that's a really low number. Uh, but it's not a number I'm going to argue with you guys about because of the fact that, again, this team against Division One competition last season went 10-20. and 20. You had that really lengthy losing streak there in the middle of the season. You know, A-State went out and won their first conference game of the season there at Old Dominion. And then after that, lost 10 in a row before they were able to get a win against Coastal Carolina. The Red Wolves, to close out the season, of course, uh, got a victory against ULM in Sunbelt Conference play. But then the season was over pretty quick after that. And I apologize. It was the women that started the conference uh, tournament against ULM. The men, of course, with a victory against Coastal before seeing their season end against Troy. Apologies for my confusion on that. Uh, again, we're asking the same question for the women's program as well, but the answer's here. Pretty different. In fact, 53% of you saying you're encouraged about the future of Red Wolves women's basketball to only 15% of you saying that you are discouraged. Uh, there are a large number of you, in fact, about a third of you that are saying that you're in wait-and-see mode, although the questions about the women's program significantly different than the questions about the men's program. And the, for the women's program, there's, there's no questions about leadership. Barring, I, I can't wrap my head around what would possibly cause a leadership change for A-State women's basketball. I mean, Coach Destiny Rogers is, is going to be in Jonesboro next season. I, 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 can't, I, I can't wrap my head around an alternative. Uh, I guess what would put you perhaps in wait-and-see mode about the future of the women's program would be, you know, the standard roster questions. Um, 
kind of feels like that's going to be every year for every program, right? That it's always going to be a little bit of a, an uneasy feeling about the roster year in and year out because you just don't know what's going to happen in the portal and, and things like that. I guess we're still about a week away from the transfer portal opening in college basketball. So what that is going to look like, I have no idea. On paper, you know, if A-State returns, this same team women's basketball-wise that it did last year, I mean, you feel like you're in a good spot, right? Because the guard play was just incredible. And, you know, we saw towards the end of the season so many different players playing their best basketball. I feel like Anna Griffin, who was the Red Wolves' leading scorer in that season finale against Southern Miss, I I felt like she just got better as the year went along, both as a rebounder and a scorer. Of course, Izzy, when when Izzy was healthy, Izzy could do whatever Izzy wanted, basically, uh, scoring-wise. Lauren Pendleton. Uh, did a lot of good things scoring-wise as well. She also had some sneaky good rebounding performances. Now, she's not a big. She's a guard. So it's not like she was out there getting a, she, a ton of double-digit rebounding performances. But she had one or two of those. She had several games where she was finishing with six, seven rebounds, which I thought was impressive for her position and for her size. Uh, you've also got Malin Wilkerson, who is forever going to be a three-point threat. She was the Red Wolves' best three-point shooter this season. In fact, uh, connecting on 38% of her attempts from from deep and then you had Leilani Ogman as well uh, Ogman missed the first eight nine games of the season and so she was only really in the starting lineup close to the tail end of the year but when she was in those games that's kind of where we saw a state surge so when you've got those those freshmen kind of firing on all cylinders there's a lot of great things that can happen if we saw all five of those players it felt like really just get better as the season went along. And again, as they are all, those five I just talked about, sophomores, you continue to feel like the future is bright for A-State women's basketball, assuming this team can can stay together. And you add a little bit of size, a little bit of rebounding. Those are going to be the big, big things, I would assume, on Coach Destiny Rogers' wish list. Uh, 9303776, by the way, the number to call on the right fiber hotline. Firewriter Communications bringing you the right speed at the right price right now. You can check availability for your area at rightfiber.com. Uh, let's switch gears. We'll stay with A-State, but actually switch to the diamond as opposed to the cord. As A-State dropped 2-3 or three this weekend to Missouri State. Uh, it was three competitive games. You know, all three games together were only decided by five runs. But, man, if you could have got one of those to go... Either way, on Saturday, probably be feeling a little bit better today. As, uh, again, you flash back to how the weekend unfolded. A-State lost 5-3 to in Game 1 on Saturday, 6-4 to in Game 2 on Saturday, and then on Sunday, was able to close out with an 8-7 to victory. You look at how the weekend unfolded for the Red Wolves, and I think one of the things we mentioned back on Friday when we were previewing this series is just how much the Bears liked to go yard. Now, they're in Springfield, of course. They they share a park with the Springfield Cardinals, and that is known really for being a hitter's park. So when I was looking at their home run numbers, it was like, all right, how many of these have they, they hit there at Hammonds? It has, I think, a short left porch and... Uh, it's a hitter's park, and they probably don't have the wind blowing in for three straight months a year. You're just like, all right, maybe this is a factor of, of their ballpark. 
Well, <laughs> clearly, clearly, I was incorrect on that. Because the Bears hit four home runs. In game one on Saturday, they hit another one. In game two, and then they closed out that series with yet another home run on Sunday. So that that is not a ballpark factor thing. That is a team that can rake, and they absolutely did. Um, you look at at Saturday's games, and it was just kind of a situation. A-State just needed a, a little bit more offense. There was not necessarily anything glaring from the box score that, that leaps off the page at you. You know, A-State did walk a few more batters on Saturday than we've seen. Not an astronomical number by any stretch. Nothing, nothing compared to last year, but just a couple more here and there were put on the bases than maybe we've seen at, uh, at some other points. Um, A-State did have a couple of errors in that first game on Saturday, but played error-free baseball for the final two games of that series. So this wasn't a situation where A-State just completely went out and beat up themselves. They just played a Bears team that was a little bit better, and that's what you saw with these final scores. In terms of how the starters fared over the weekend, uh, the, the big issue here is just too many too many runners on um, via hit. Uh, the Bears just really hit the A-State pitching well. Um, seven hits allowed in five and two-thirds. For Tyler Jeans, uh, 10 hits allowed by Draper uh, on on Saturday in Game 1. And then on Sunday, 6 hits in 4 to 3rd allowed by Carmack. Now, he got out of trouble a lot, and I was impressed by his start on Sunday. But you just had a lot of guys on. And at certain points in time, there's only kind of so much uh, so much you can navigate in terms of, of a pitcher. And you get that many guys on, sometimes it comes back to bite you just a little bit. And so... Uh, that is that is part of what we saw in these games over the weekend. Uh, your positive notes from the weekend. A-State has really kind of feasted on doubles this year, which if you don't have the, the power of Missouri State <laughs> and you play at the Tom, doubles are good. And in fact, uh, they're, they're ranked really significantly high nationally in, in terms of that. In fact, uh, they are second in the nation. With 36 doubles through 12 games, hat tip voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, tweeting out this stat this morning. And Cody Darcy has nine of those. He leads the nation as an individual in terms of doubles. So seeing A-State kind of lean into the doubles is great to see, no doubt about it. Uh, you got to continue to give some big shout-outs to Will French at the top of the Red Wolves order. Um, he's That dude is just forever on base. He did not get a hit. In game one on Saturday, but he drew a couple of walks. He had a hit and a couple of walks later on that afternoon on Saturday. You get to Sunday, he had a couple of hits and a couple of walks. So that's what you want from your leadoff dude. You want that dude forever on base. And right now, Will French is forever on base. Which is exactly what you want to see. thought it was a good weekend for cross jumper. Be great to, to really see him get going. As you get closer and closer to conference play. And over the course of the weekend. He was 3 for 7. Had a couple of RBIs. So good notes there. So you have some positives. Again just got to keep making little steps. Continue to get a little bit better. A step now.
a state now seven and five on the year. This is look, this is already a better year than last year. But that's not a very high bar. So I want to see continued improvement from this team as conference play gets closer. Uh, coming up this week, there is not a midweek this week, so the Red Wolves will not be back on the field until this weekend, although they will continue to homestand against Eastern Illinois. So a three-game set, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 6-3-1. The next times we'll see the Red Wolves out on the field. And then this weekend is going to be the last series before conference play begins. So you want to make sure you've got everything kind of the way set up the way you want it. You know, uh, especially weekend rotation-wise. You know, this was Kyler Carmack's first weekend in the rotation as he replaced Austin Capella on Sunday. So that was uh, an interesting twist there. And again, I, I thought he handled that start fine. He didn't go very deep, but then again, he pitched four innings on Tuesday. So as they really kind of transition him to that weekend role, we'll see those outings get a little bit longer. So nothing really big to worry about there in terms of that uh, four and a third. Those, he'll, he'll be deeper. He'll pitch deeper into games. But again, just uh, got to make sure that, that everything is set, not necessarily for this weekend, but the weekend after that, because then the Red Wolves are going to go to uh, Louisiana and kind of open things with a bang there against the Raging Cajuns in conference play. I like today in terms of conference RPI, and the league is currently ranked fourth, which is not a surprise. Everybody knew that Sunbelt Baseball would be good, and hey, turns out Sunbelt Baseball is, in fact, good. I think there's not one but two teams that are actually in the, the top 10 of the RPI, and then you got somewhere in the neighborhood of six or seven that are in the top 100. So it uh, turns out, you know, a good baseball league is out there playing good baseball. So that's what the Red Wolves are going to have to navigate once the calendar hits conference play the Friday after next. Checking in on other Sunbelt news, I've got, uh, again, uh, the Women's Basketball Championship pulled up. James Madison currently leading Texas State 22-19. to 19. They're about midway, excuse me, 25-19 to 19 as JMU just hit a shot there. And they're uh, about uh, five and a half minutes or so through, well, left in the second quarter. So James Madison in control there uh, with the Sunbelt looking like they could actually send at least one one seed. <laughs> To the NCAA tournament, but we'll see how it goes. Again, that's clearly not happening on the men's side of things where you got an eight and a two that are going to be squaring off in the championship game later. But uh, I tell you what, let's step aside here. Our phone lines open during the break at 9303776. We'll be back right after this on The Ticket. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. This is the Jones World Sanitation Director, Patrick Portois. We hear the excuses all the time. We don't recycle because it's too much work or we don't know what to do. But here's Mitchell to tell you all about it. It's easy to recycle and it's good for Arkansas too. Jones World Sanitation picks up your recyclables twice a month and we even sort it for you. Blue recycle bins are available for only $25. Jones World residents call 870-932-3042. That's 870-932-3042. Or click the Jones World Sanitation page at jonesworld.org. Jonesboro, it's time to reduce, reuse, and recycle. Crack screen on your phone or tablet. It's going to be okay. It happens. Get it fixed up and protected at Cell Phone Station in Jonesboro. For all screen repairs on your smartphone, tablet, iPad, or Apple Watch, call 203-0993. All iPhone screens replaced in 20 minutes. 
Oh, yes, just 20 minutes to have it back looking like new. While you're there, check out cell phone station selection of phone and iPad accessories, shock-resistant and waterproof cases, tempered glass screen protectors, chargers, pop sockets, wallet cases, and slim covers for most phone models. Generic OtterBoxes start at only $25, and they're always buy one, get one free. Come on by. Get your iPhone fixed in just 20 minutes at cell phone station. We buy and sell AT&T, Verizon, and Straight Talk phones. And make sure you ask about our custom engraving and embroidery, all done in 20 minutes. Minutes. Cell Phone Station in the Highland Shopping Center at the corner of Red Wolf and Highland in Jonesboro near Fuji Steakhouse. Cell Phone Station, home of the 20-minute iPhone repair. Get your iPhone back glass fixed now at Cell Phone Station. Go by for details. Jonesboro Dental Care, offering exceptional dentistry with a personal touch. Dr. Jonathan Cook and Dr. Mark Kingston have been voted best cosmetic dentist of NEA three years running. They're an Invisalign provider as well as implants, crowns, veneers, and restorative dentistry while placing an emphasis on preventative dentistry. Located at 2500 Browns Lane in Jonesboro, 870-340-2529. At Jonesboro Dental Care, exceptional dental care and top-notch service are the cornerstone of our practice. Whether you're building a home, repairing it, or just starting a do-it-yourself project, trust J.T. White Hardware and Lumber to help you get the job done. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber has been family-owned for more than 50 years and are an authorized dealer for Anderson Windows and Doors. Trust the name the pros trust and the one used on the most building sites, J.T. White Hardware and Lumber. All the tools and materials needed for any project, large or small. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber on Parker Road, just off I-555 at Harrisburg Road. A proud supporter of the A-State Red Wolves. Hey, Jonesboro, say goodbye to slow internet and hello to Right Fiber by Ritter Communications. Now expanding to neighborhoods throughout Jonesboro. Our superior 100% fiber network offers gig speed, so you can go faster online than ever before. And with no contracts, no hidden fees, and no installation fees, there's no reason not to switch to Right Fiber right now. Get internet, TV, and home phone from one high-speed local source, Right Fiber. Call 833-71-RIGHT or visit rightfiber.com. Standing at the edge of a rocky shore, you breathe in the cool, salty air, watching the sun disappear on the horizon. Across the globe, someone begins their day along a sandy beach, listening to the rhythm of the crashing waves. You each envision a world beneath the water, vibrant life in every imaginable form. Now, imagine it's all gone. What was once a place of wonder and beauty is now a dull, lifeless wasteland. Food, jobs, medicine, all gifts from the ocean, all gone. Time is running out to protect our oceans. And without our love, everything the oceans provide can and will disappear. It's our choice. Love it or lose it. Help protect our oceans. Visit World Wildlife Fund at wwf.org slash love. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Hey, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan with you. Fighting off the urge to continue to eat more donuts with another half hour left to make it through the program. How many donuts is too many donuts? I've had two. That just feels... I feel wrong. I've only had one. I also had a breakfast sandwich and some tots today. Trying to shake that at me like, so? There's no, there's no such thing as too many donuts. <laughs> and that's why I'm saying, <laughs> so what? You know? 
but uh, uh, yeah i mean I'm trying to be slightly like responsible i'm trying to start the week on a somewhat positive should i have said that on the air no such thing as too many donuts, too many donuts. <laughs> <laughs> no you know there have been there have been seriously worse takes on the air than I'm sure than our donut takes I'm i think sure. it's it's fair to say that's fair uh, 9303776. You can, of course, jump in on the donut conversation. But also, you know, sports. We have mostly talked today about sports. So you can talk about sports with us. Of course, a lot of a lot of uh, basketball conversation the first hour of the program. But we switch attention just a little bit to, to some baseball. And by the way, Cardinals are in action right now in Jupiter. They're playing the Astros. Birds looking to improve to 6-3 and three so far in spring training. And right now they are leading Houston 7-1. to one. Let's pull up a game cast here. See if we can give you some info about what has happened. Uh, Steven Matz was uh, not today's starter, but he's pitched in this game. And a uh, really good stat line right now for Matz. And a good stat line, by the way, for his spring as well. But today, two and two-thirds for Matz. Nobody on base. Uh, no walks, no hits, nothing. He has struck out four on the day. That's kind of interesting. I'm pulling up his game log, by the way, to see what he has done in spring training so far. Well, I'll say that they don't have it posted on the website that I'm at. So this is uh, not, not good research here for me. The first guy on the bump today for the Birds, though, was Jack Flaherty. And uh, a good line for him as well. Five strikeouts, one walk. He gave up one hit, although it did leave the ballpark. So uh, one hit, it was a home run, one earned run, one run. Uh, so that was to Hensley early in the second inning. Since then... Uh, it's been all Cardinals again as they have uh, scored seven on the Astros. And I'll be honest with you, looking at a lot of these names, there's <laughs> there's some different names that we're going to see for the Cardinals over the next few days here in spring training as so many of the key members of this team, so many of the leaders of this team are now at their respective world baseball camps. So uh, a couple of guys with Team USA, Lars Newtbar is with Japan, uh, you've got Tommy Edmond with a different... So you've got guys just that are that are kind of all over the place. So while, you know, I, I do recognize the names Mason Wynn and uh, Burleson and, and Moises Gomez, uh, as well as some of these other major leaguers like Carlson and Yepes and Contreras. Uh, there's also a couple guys that are in today's lineup that I am not at all familiar with. And again, it's going to be this way for the next couple of weeks during the World Baseball Classic. Um, Jordan Walker, not in today's starting lineup, but man, I just love watching this guy right now. Uh, there are, throwing a comparison of Albert Pujols on any, any player in Major League Baseball is radically unfair because of just all of the things that Pujols accomplished in his career. But you think back to 2001 where Albert was a little bit of an unknown and and then just forced his way onto that Cardinals roster. You wonder if Walker can follow in his footsteps in spring training 2023. 
it's not an apples to, to apples comparison. Of course, you go back to 2001, there were prospect rankings and things like that, but um, they weren't everywhere by every publication. You know, you had to get a, a baseball prospectus magazine or Baseball America or something like that, and they would have prospect rankings. Whereas now, like every single website and every single baseball writer and every single individual team blogger has their own list of prospects. So we know so much more about, about Jordan Walker than probably people did in 2001 with Albert Pujols. But at the same time, man, he just uh, continues to <laughs> raise eyebrows every single time he's in a game. On Saturday, he hit two homers. One of which was like a moonshot. Uh, just in, like 470 feet. And then one that left the bat like it was on an airplane. He also doubled. Like that, an infield single, drove in three runs, scored three times. So, so far, he's batting 500 on the spring. Three homers, six RBIs. His slash line, you know, on base percentage, it's like, you know, stupid. His OPS, stupid. Stupid numbers. So, right now, he's living up to the hype. Now, it's spring training. <laughs> so, uh, so, there are going to be some bumps along the road, clearly, for a young man that is just 20 years old. But, man, he's just, he's fun. He is fun. And the thing is, he's certainly not the only Cardinals prospect that is getting attention so far in this ring. Again, a small sample size, but Mason Wynn is batting 400. Tink Kitts is, is pitching well. So, pretty cool stuff here. Looking around, uh... At uh, a recent write-up from ESPN.com. From one of their insiders, Kylie McDaniel, who put out a piece on March the 1st uh, predicting when top 2023 prospects will make their MLB debuts. And for Jordan Walker, they do not have him on the opening day roster. In fact, uh, they believe that he'll be around in St. Louis probably by midseason. It is said the possibility that he makes it onto the opening day roster is still in play. But that most likely he'll start the 23 season in AAA and be the first call-up for any corner or DH slot that opens. When you've got a player that young, the thing is you don't just want to have him in the majors to have him in the majors. You want to be able to give him at-bats. So that could potentially be a challenge moving forward. But I'm... Interested to see how the Cardinals navigate that challenge because Jordan Walker is just really, really fun to watch. Number one ranked prospect in the system. Number four overall. Pretty cool, cool stuff. And we're going to get a lot of opportunities to see Walker over the next few weeks. Again, with the World Baseball Classic, uh, Lars Newtbar is playing for Japan. Tyler O'Neill, I forgot about him. He's playing, he's playing for Team Canada. So while he's not in today's lineup, I don't imagine uh, him being on the bench is going to happen exactly a ton. We're going to start to see him out there more and more and more. And Carlos, Cardinals leading Houston 7-1 to right now. Two outs in the bottom of the six. Haven't read this article yet. But I do have an article pulled up here also from ESPN.com. Excuse me, it's from the Associated Press. That... Baseball is trying to figure out what it's going to do with the possibility that 17 teams 
are not going to have a broadcast partner. Coming up in 2023 with the situation going on with Bally Sports and the regional sports networks across the country. I got to figure this out. I'm very intrigued to see what they're going to do here. And ultimately, how it will impact access to these teams. And unfortunately, also what Major League Baseball is probably going to do to screw this up. The blackout rules for Major League Baseball are something that fans, including myself, have just voiced our displeasure on for years and years and years and years. Of course, if if you're in this area, you you get the Cardinals on your Bally Sports broadcast on television. And then, of course, on our sister station, 95.9 The Wolf as well. But that's where you watch on, on TV is Bally Sports. But then if a game is broadcast on ESPN, it gets blacked out. Houston games are blacked out. Rangers games are blocked out. Who else is blocked out? Are the Royals blocked out too? There's, no, there's like another goofy team. It just makes no sense. That's going to be really interesting is how MLB navigates this without ticking off everybody. Which I have zero faith in. They're probably, they're probably going to make everybody mad however they handle it. So we'll have to wait and see. Again, another plug for 95.9 The Wolf. Which is where you'll be able to find these games once the regular season gets underway. We'll see how it goes. Hey, let's step aside. One more break to take. We'll do it. We'll come back. Uh, check in again on the Sunbelt Conference Women's Championship game. Check in again on our poll. See what other news and notes we missed throughout uh, a Monday here on the ticket. Keep it with us. We'll be back right after this. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. It's your lucky month at Local Tire and Wheel. Save some green the entire month of March as Local Tire and Wheel is taking $150 off any set of tires. I mean, you don't need the luck of the Irish and you don't need a lucky rabbit's foot. Because everyone saves green this month at Local Tire and Wheel. Where we're changing the way you buy your tires. With easy payment plans to fit every budget, no credit check, and everyone approved. And the best prices in town on the tires you require and the wheels you desire. Local Tire and Wheel realizes that most of us don't budget for tires, but when we need them, we need them. So get the tires you need today with easy payment options and six months, same as cash. Why spend all that cash today when we'll give you six months to pay? Plus, all local Tire and Wheel deals include roadside assistance and our road hazard protection program. It's your lucky month. Save some green the entire month of March as Local Tire and Wheel is taking $150 off any set of tires. Local Tire and Wheel, 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro. Local Tire and wheel.com and on facebook search local tire and wheel jonesboro more homes are using metal roofing than ever before discount metal roofing supplies in truman is offering discount prices to the public and has everything you need to install your metal roof a roof from discount metal roofing supplies is built to last much longer than asphalt shingles going 40 to 60 years and beyond and take advantage now of all 40-year warranty metal for just 250 per foot while supplies last discount metal roofing supplies 200 west main building 39 in truman and call 870-418 we all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy so we show them how and we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect not just one time but every chance we get that's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them they need to hear it often from you And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. 
It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. So talk, they hear you. You can do it if you try. Let's talk about America. Not taxes or tweets or the issues that divide us, but how incredible our country is. Left, right, up, down, state lines to winding coastlines. Whether you come home to a crowded city street, tree-lined suburb, or sleepy small town, everyone deserves to live in a clean, green, and thriving community. And we all share in the responsibility to create beauty that ripples from one neighborhood to another and one block to the next. We are Keep America Beautiful, the nonprofit working with millions of people just like you to end littering, improve recycling, and beautify our communities. Because every mindful action and sustainable habit has a positive impact, and it all adds up. Learn how you can join Keep America Beautiful at kab.org. Together, we can do beautiful things. The sun's shining, birds are singing, and all feels right in the world. Until the season changes, and suddenly you lose your motivation to get out of bed. In fact, one in five people experience some form of depression, no matter the season or time of year. At the American Psychiatric Association Foundation, our vision is to build a mentally healthy nation for all. Because we want you to live your best life and be your best you all year round. Please visit MentallyHealthyNation.org to learn more. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Hey, it's the home stretch here on the Workday Red Zone. It's Kara and Ryan with you. One more segment. No more donuts. 9303776, the number to call. Uh, checking in on some Sunbelt news as uh, it is the half for the women's championship between James Madison and Texas State right now. This one, uh, JMU, is the direction that it's going. The one seed leads the two seed, 38 to 28. 20 more minutes left in that one. The men's championship again coming up tonight at 6 o'clock on ESPN2. Between two seed Louisiana, eight seed South Alabama, so that will certainly be interesting there. In the meantime, today uh, taking one last look here at our KavanaughCars.com poll, where we've been asking you, you know, are you encouraged, are you dis- discouraged, or are you in wait and see mode when it comes to the Arkansas State men's and women's basketball programs? Uh, the leading vote getter in the clubhouse for the men's program um, is that you guys are discouraged right now. 55% of you responded that way in our poll. Uh, 41% of you saying you are in wait and see mode, and only 4% of you uh, saying that you are encouraged about the future of this program. The numbers look quite a bit different on the women's side of things. 55% of you say you're encouraged about the future of A State women's basketball. 30% of you in wait and see mode, and 50% of you saying that you are discouraged by the future. So that's the last look at our poll. Uh, both questions, of course, brought to you today by our friends at KavanaughCars.com, which uh, so much you can do there at just that one what, just at that one website. I love how we get to the end of the show and I lose the ability to talk. Thank goodness only four minutes left here in today's program. But uh, more at KavanaughCars.com. 
Of course, they've got their full inventory online for you. That's all their new vehicles. That's all the vehicles that would just be maybe, you know, new to you. And they make it so easy to search. Of course, you can search uh, particularly by, by the vehicle, you know, if you're looking for a specific make or model. Or, you know, if you want, maybe you just know that you want an SUV and you know what your budget is, but you don't necessarily have one perfect vehicle in mind. Uh, you can go through and, and, and search that way as well. So again, just multiple resources on that page to help you find your perfect ride. And then, of course, multiple resources to get you into that ride as well. Getting pre-approved for your financing, finding out what your trade-in is worth, calculating your payment, all of it right there on KavanaughCars.com. Checking in here on uh, some of the last, doing kind of a last lap around social media to check on any other stories that are out there. And I think I just saw it. John Morant story scroll by so let me see if I can figure out what this says here quickly because unfortunately when you see John Morant's name right now it's just like nothing is positive right I I really miss those days where John Morant would would trend on social media and you knew it was because of like an epic highlight you knew it was something that um was just going to be some absolutely absurd display of athleticism whether it was a dunk or whether it was a block or something else you just knew it was going to be wonderful but no John Morant has not has not trended for a positive reason in like a month and the latest news is that in addition to you know an NBA investigation regarding the Instagram live video he posted where he was flashing a gun in a club it appears that he is also now being investigated by the police. I mean, they have different gun laws in Colorado. So when you were somewhere else, you got to abide by the rules. So, yeah, in addition to the NBA investigation, in addition to whatever it is that the Grizzlies are trying to do to, to, to get this situation right, Colorado police now investigating John Moran as well. So, unfortunately... This situation is far, far from over for Ja and for the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies will be back in action coming up, uh, I think, tomorrow is the next time we'll see them out on the court. And they're going to be on the road taking on L.A. So that's a 9 o'clock tip-off. You know, I thought that maybe we would see Steven Adams back in uniform. Uh, I think Ja Morant, or excuse me, not Ja Morant, Taylor Jenkins, the head coach, said, a few games back that uh, he could potentially return at the end of this road trip. But it does not look like that will be the case. Maybe once the Grizzlies get back to FedEx for him. So may, may, maybe, maybe Thursday night when they take on the Warriors, we could potentially be see him back. Like the Grizzlies just need some good news is what they need. Uh, so something, something positive about something is what this Grizzlies team needs right now we will see how that goes Grizzlies have not put out a status update yet today for tomorrow's game but that should be coming up soon fun times maybe we'll have maybe we'll have something better to talk about Grizzlies wise ahead of their game against the Lakers tomorrow there is uh, there's no telling, but uh, good news, bad news. Hey, that's a wrap. That's the note we gotta we gotta call it quits on. Thank you to everybody who helped us get through a Monday, calling, texting, tweeting, all that good stuff. 
Appreciate you guys being along for the ride. Hey, keep it here. The Dan Patrick Show is on the way next, followed by The Drive. Coming up at 3 o'clock. Have it here tomorrow morning for the Front Row with Budro at 7 a.m. RWRC Radio comes your way at 10. And then we're going to return tomorrow for more of the Workday Red Zone at noon. So for Ryan, for Alex, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Have a great, great day. Sweet baby, I need fresh